0: Hey, and welcome to Financially Savvy, Spiritually Sound. Using biblical principles, we'll teach you to love God and manage money. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of Financially Savvy, Spiritually Sound. Today, I want to talk about the subject of miracles, financial miracles particularly. In times past when I've talked to Christians about their financial situation and encouraged stewardship, oftentimes I've gotten this response. Well, I've already prayed and the Lord told me that I'm going to be a millionaire. Or the Lord told me that he was going to cancel my debt or pay off my house. When I asked them how the Lord told them that this would happen, or what they were, what was the plan, or what they needed to do in order for this to happen, they said, "Well, the Lord just told me He's going to do it, so I'm not, I'm not worried about that part." Well, today I want to challenge that a little bit because as I've been studying the miracles of Jesus, I realized that oftentimes Jesus required participation for these miracles, especially the miracles uh, pertaining to increase. I know, I know that this challenges some of the belief that miracles just happen and all you have to do is pray for them, but I want to look at today some of the miracles where Jesus actually required the people receiving the miracles to participate. Let's take a look at one of the most popular, uh, well-known miracles that Jesus performed. That's when Jesus fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. This is in Matthew uh, verses 15 through 21. Let's read this. I think you're going to be a little surprised at what what you hear. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it is already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Did y'all hear that? Jesus said, you give them something to eat. Verse 17, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, And looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up the 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. Do you see that? Jesus blessed it, but he gave it to the disciples to give to the people. So the increase was dependent upon the disciples distributing what the Lord had blessed them with. I thought that was really, really good because I'm wondering, what is it that the Lord has put in your hand? What idea has the Lord given you that he's telling you to move forward with so that he can bless it and multiply it? So we are not absolved of our responsibility for the miracle. Let's look at another miracle. This miracle is in Luke 5, verses 1 through 11. I'm just going to read a portion of it here. This is when uh, the Lord told Simon Peter to go back and cast his nets again. One day, Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Do you see this miracle of increase? Simon was tired. He had already tried it once and nothing had happened, but at God's word, he was obedient, and this time around, the catch was so so plentiful that his nets began to break. Is this you? Has the Lord given you an idea? You tried it before, but nothing happened, but you hear his spirit beckoning you again to try it just once more, but you feel like I've already done that, and nothing happened. I wasn't successful. I didn't get any followers the first time or nobody bought my product the first time. I dare say that this time, if the Lord is telling you that now is the time to be obedient so that you can receive your harvest. See, if we say that the Lord has promised us that we're going to be millionaires, that our debts are going to be paid off, that we're going to live in the abundance so that we can bless other people, I dare say that, we have to be ready to participate that receiving a financial miracle may not be as passive as we have hoped for it to be. So let's look at another miracle. In John chapter 2 verses 1 through 11, this is uh, where Jesus turned water into wine. This is one of the first recorded miracles that Jesus performed. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Let's stop right there. At Jesus's word, they were obedient and they filled the jars with water just as he told them. And then they were able to gain from the increase. Not only did they have wine, they had the best wine. There are so many other miracles where uh, Jesus required participation in some way. But I want to just take a look at one last miracle that I thought was interesting. And that was when Jesus healed the invalid man at the pool called Bethesda. This is in John chapter 5 verses 1 through 9. You all know the story about the invalid laying by the pool. But let's start here at um, verse 3. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there and had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? I'm going to stop right there. I thought that was very interesting how Jesus assessed his desires. You have to see if this is what a person desires. Otherwise, you're going to be working harder than that person. So I thought it was interesting that Jesus asked uh, to inquire of his desires and what he wanted. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. So I got to stop right there. Jesus asked him what he wanted, but yet he gave him all the excuses of why he had not done anything in 38 years, you would have thought in 38 years, if you had to go an inch per day, you would have been closer to the pool, right? And so I look at this and I think about all the excuses that we make for having not advanced in the calling, in the purposes that God has given us and put in our hands. Why we haven't started that podcast, or started that blog, or created that business, or even started developing that product. We have given so many excuses, not only to ourselves, but also to those who ask about it, who are attempting to to help us. What is interesting is verse 8, how Jesus replied, then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. So you see right there, he had all the excuses of why he was still lame, but Jesus didn't feed into the excuses. He just said, take action and you will have your healing. Is that you today? Yes, the Lord has promised you that you were going to be a millionaire that your debts would be canceled, that you would be blessed abundantly. But you didn't realize that this was going to require your participation. Deuteronomy 8:18 8, says, "It is he who gives us the power to get wealth." That verse makes it abundantly clear that God gives us the power to get wealth. So that we can establish his covenant here on this earth. So I just want to challenge you. If you are holding on to the promises that God has given you for financial uh, miracles. Ask yourself, has he already given it into my hands? And now it is time for me to take actions so that I can see the financial miracles that he's promised me. If you need help becoming a good steward of your finances, check out our website at financiallysavvyspirituallysound.com. And if you would like to partner with us to continue to get this teaching out, do so at paypal.me nakisha And until next time, remember, love God and manage money.